I want you to turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Very familiar passage. We're starting in verse number 16. This morning's message, as we've been preaching about invitations, remember we preached out of Isaiah where we had an invitation from the Lord to be cleansed. We looked last week about a message, an invitation uh, to, uh, to, uh, to the children that we must come like a child, a childlike faith. And God did something wonderful there. All through the scriptures we see invitations. But here we're going to see an invitation that's out of this world. Look with me starting in verse number 16. This is what the word of the Lord says. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. He's going to give an invitation. Now, this invitation is different from the other invitations that we will see in the Scriptures. See, the other invitations we've looked at have been all-inclusive. Everyone was invited. But this invitation is different. This invitation is only for those who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you could say it's an invitation that's only for a select few. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And if the Lord was to come today, by the way, He could come today. If the Lord was to come today, according to the Scriptures, you would be left behind. This invitation is for those who have trusted Jesus. Now notice what He said. He says, He will descend from heaven with a shout. Now, we do not know what he's going to say, but I tend to believe that he's going to say, maybe just come. That's how he's been given the other invitations, has he not? Come. Remember when he was at Lazarus' grave and he called Lazarus from the dead, he said, come forth, Lazarus. And the Bible tells us that he uses that word for an invitation. So whatever the word may be, We're going to do this. It says, And with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. This morning, it's a very simple message. Not going to get real deep. And I really believe of all my heart, there's someone here this morning that if the Lord was to come today, you'd be left behind. But I got good news for you. You don't have to be left behind. You can come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And when this time comes, you'll be able to hear the invitation that's only reserved for those who have trusted Him. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You. Thank You for Your invitation. Thank You for invitation to be cleansed. 
We thank you for the invitation that you gave for those who were heavy laden and needed rest. Thank you for the invitation that you've extended that we can come and we need to come to you like a child. And Lord, we thank you this morning for this invitation. An invitation that will come and come sooner than we really realize. Lord, may we be like John and say, even so, come Lord Jesus. Lord, if you happen to come during this service, we're okay with that. But Lord, if you decide there still needs to be time given, I pray that that one who's here today will realize time's running out. So Lord, as we come to the invitation in just a few moments, I pray that you'll have your way with each and every one of us. And we give you all praise and all glory for what you've done. And we praise you and give glory to what you're going to do. For it's in the mighty name, a name above all names, the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Here we see, and we know it, and we call it the rapture. Now, understand, uh, the first thing that we see about this invitation is that there has to be some basic understanding. We're not going to get real deep with that, not going to get real theological with you, but we understand that there are three uh, comings, if you will. First of all, we notice that Jesus came the first time as a little baby. The Bible tells us that he wrapped himself in flesh and bones. He was born of a virgin. He came when nobody uh, could, would give him room. He came very humbly. That's the first time he came. He came as a little baby. But when he came as a little baby, he transformed and changed the course of history. See, this little baby grew up. This little baby started teaching. This little baby started to talk about things that were upsetting to the religious crowd. He started saying that uh, the law is not what they need. He says, what you need as far as salvation is you need me. See, that was a radical message back then. But he came as a little baby. But we also see that he's going to come again. When you go to the book of Revelation, John has had this wonderful vision. The Lord's been speaking to him and, and the Lord has told John, John, this is how it's all going to uh, fall out in the end. And we see the Bible says that the Lord Jesus will come again, but he's not going to come as a humble little baby. He's going to come as a warrior Jesus. He's going to come and he's going to take care of business. But we also see he's going to come before then. And that's what we're looking at this morning. We call it the rapture. Now some have discarded the rapture. Some had say, uh, say things like, well, we believe in the rapture, but we believe that we're going to have to go through uh, some trouble. But about midpoint, they believe that that's when the rapture is going to take place. Some say that it's going to come out at the very end. 
Well, I want you to know, I believe, uh, and I believe this church, and I know this church has stood upon the fact that this rapture that we're talking about will come before tribulation. See, we're going to be snatched out of here. The church is going to be called out. We see this in a beautiful illustration. You go all the way back to Genesis. We know the story about the flood, Noah and his family. They were the only ones that were saved. And the Lord gave an invitation there. The the Lord says, Noah uh, and your family, who accounted as righteous, he says, and he's calling from the ark, he says, come into the ark. The Bible says they went into the ark. The Bible says, and the Lord shut the ark. See, he gave an invitation for them to escape judgment. Water is a picture of judgment. And so we see from the very beginning in Genesis, the Lord, I believe, and and, and I'm, I'm studying, this is the way I've interpreted it, I believe that the Lord will keep his believers, his children from judgment. Because you see, he took care of our judgment on the cross. See, Lord Jesus, when he died, he died because we were enemies and we had the wrath of God upon us. We had a death sentence upon us. We deserve judgment, but because of the grace and the love and the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he went and he died for your sins. He died for my sins. He shed his blood so we can have forgiveness of sin. And so now as we look back, our judgment has already been taken care of. It's been removed and we are free. We're free in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why in the world would the Lord Jesus allow us to go through the one of the most horrible, horrific periods of time called the tribulation? See, I believe that he's going to snatch us out of here. And we will forever be with the Lord. But we also understand when we're talking about the rapture, some will say, well, that word's not in the Bible. Well, you're partially correct. The word rapture we do not find, but the meaning of it we do. The Bible says that we will be caught up. In the Greek, there's a number of meanings. One meaning is that uh, you're seized. Another meaning is that you've been snatched up. But there's another word meaning in the Greek that gives this illustration here. That you will be suddenly jerked up out of danger. Let me go further with this. Say your child or grandchild, they're going after the ball. The ball gets out on the road. And so, of course... What's a child going to do? They're going to go after the ball. And so they start running after the ball. Now, they're, 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 they're not even conscious of the fact that there's cars on the highway. And so they're running out into traffic. A speeding car is coming. You realize that. You go as fast as you can, and right at the last minute, you snatch that child up out of danger. That's exactly what's going to happen to those who trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to be snatched out of danger, and we call it the rapture. We're going to be called up together. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of excites me. I do not like heights. I'm just going to be honest with you. 
My wife can tell you stories of how I got up on the ladder, got up on the roof, and I couldn't get down because I was too scared. And I just don't like heights. But if, if I'm still here when he decides to come back, I don't think I'm going to have any problems with heights that day. We're going to be caught up. We're going to be snatched up. We also see that the word, when they translated the Greek New Testament into Latin, that word caught up, the word in Latin is rato. R-A-P-T-O. That's the word that we get our word we use is rapture. The Bible is quite clear that we will be raptured. I believe it will be before the tribulation period. See, the Bible, I think, teaches us and uh, helps us to understand that the restraining aspect of the Holy Spirit will be removed when the church is removed. Now Satan has free reign. You think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. Matter of fact, I hope you don't see it. Because if you see it, that means that you didn't get caught up the first. So there's the church, the community, and our nation as a whole. There, 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 there are many who just wish the church would go away. They're going to get their wish one day. And they think things are bad now. Can you imagine that Satan now will have no restraint? See, as dysfunctional as sometimes we are, the church is the reason why things had not got as bad as they can get. Those of us who are born again, Holy Spirit filled, we've been kind of pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. But there's going to come a day when we're out of here. But also, we understand that during this tribulation period, it's the wrath of God that's going to fall. Why, why, would we, why would we think, why would we believe that the rapture is not going to ha- take place before tribulation? That, that's all, I mean, where's the hope in that? See, the, the apostles, they had a blessed hope and uh, they understood that the Lord promises and we see that from, from the, the very get-go that as soon as the Lord uh, left here, uh, the Bible says that they've been looking for Him ever since. Now, we can go ahead and say, well, I've heard this for years now. Well, you can go back a couple thousand years. The Bible tells us in Revelation 22, 20, the Lord speaking Himself says, I will come quickly. Amen. That word quickly means suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's been 2,000 years. I, I, you know, I'm not going to discount it, but I'm really not looking for Him to come. Uh, the Bible tells us that's exactly when He will come when nobody's expecting it. Also, the Bible tells us that a thousand years is likened to a day, and a day is likened to a thousand. So by that calculation, the Lord's just been gone two days. See, here's the problem that we have. We can only think with our minds. See, we've got to understand we're restricted now by time and space. That's how we think. That's the reason why we have watches, and that's the reason why we have clocks. All right, because why? We're always on a time, aren't we? But you see, when it comes to eternal things, 
Time means absolutely nothing. And so the Lord Jesus made us a promise. Now, I want us to look for the basis. What is the basis for this invitation? Well, the basis for this invitation is the promise of God. If you have your Bibles in John 14, oh, if you're familiar with this, in John chapter 14, starting with verse number 1, paraphrasing here, the Lord says, let not your hearts be troubled. I don't know about you, but that always brings comfort when I hear Jesus say, don't, don't, be, don't fret over it. Now, we can go and we can say, uh, you know, I know you're going to have a rough time, but, you, you know, you, you just hang in there. and uh, it, It's going to be okay. You don't need to really get upset about that. It, it's one thing, when we, and we mean well by that, but, you know, that really, for the most part, we really don't buy into that too much. But when the Lord says it, you need to take notice. He says, not let your hearts be troubled. Why? Because I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. He says, and where I'm at, there you will be also. And he says, I will receive you. Now, what we've got to be careful with is that sometimes the second coming, we kind of tie it in with the rapture, two separate events. The rapture means that he's going to receive us. And the Bible tells us here, we're going to meet him in the clouds. When he comes uh, there at the end of Revelation, at the end of the tribulation period, he's going to be setting foot down. Okay, you got this? Rapture, second coming, two separate events. Here in John 14, he says, I will receive you. He can't be talking about the second coming because in the second coming, the Bible is quite clear is when he comes then, we're coming with him. He's already received us. Okay? He's already received us. Now we mount up and we go and we take with the Lord and the Lord is going to take care of business and then we know the millennial kingdom sets up and all that. We don't have time. We're not going to get in all that. So in John 14, he's given us a promise. He gave a promise to them. He says, where I'm at, there you'll be also. But we also see in Matthew chapter 24, verse number 44, we see in Matthew 24 is a a passage, a chapter that we use dealing with the end times, right? And in chapter 44, he gives the promise again. He says, and I will come, but he says, I will come like a thief in the night. Now, what does that mean? At our house, we have a security system. Okay, and we got the sign that says so. All right. Now, does that mean that we always set that security system? No. By the way, if someone's listening and you're wanting to text, it's armed now. We're here, but it's armed now. So don't call your buddies up and say, hey, Mike's not home. Alarm's off. Go in and take care of business there. You will get a ferocious dog that will lick you to death. <laughs> Stupid dog. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that. That's the word Elijah told me I wasn't supposed to say. 
but a thief doesn't call you up and say, hey, by the way, 10 o'clock tonight, I'm coming to your house. They don't do that, do they? They come when you least expect it. Lord Jesus says, that's exactly how I'm going to come. I'm going to come suddenly when you least expect it. So here he's given us a promise. But also we see that the early church had a blessed hope. The blessed hope that we see it in, uh, in, in Titus, uh, uh, the account in, in First Titus chapter 2 uh, where it calls it that blessed hope. I heard this story. It's about a, a family in Kentucky. And this family in Kentucky just uh, took it upon themselves. Uh, they're not associated with any uh, denomination or anything like that. They just took it upon them and they brought uh, and they uh, just felt God impressed upon them uh, that they would take in some special needs children. So they had a few uh, uh, those children and they're believers, they're Christian. And so they've been teaching these kids. And they've been teaching these children about the rapture, been talking about Jesus is coming. The story goes like this. On numerous occasions, they said that they can't keep their windows clean because the children, after their time of Bible study or whatever the case may be, run to the window and put their little fingers in their noses looking out. At first, they didn't know what they were looking for. They finally asked, and they said, we're looking for Jesus. My dear friend, you say, well, those are children. That's exactly how we ought to be. We ought to be looking for His soon return. And what happens is we really don't believe that He could come at any moment. We don't. Because if we really believe that, I believe we'd be doing business a little bit different. I believe we'd be telling more people about the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that we would be loving more, uh, the, the, the more uh, and, and, and caring more. Because you see, the Bible says, Jesus says, I'm going to come and I'm going to come quickly. The promise of the early church. The early church was Paul was expecting. They were expecting that Jesus was going to come back. But we also see when he first ascended to heaven, the Bible tells us, that he descended into the clouds. And this same Jesus that you saw leaving and the way he left is the same way that he will return. The Bible tells us here that we will meet him in the clouds. And so here we see the basis. The basis is that we have this blessed hope. That we have the promise of God where God said He will come. But then we also see there's a burden for this invitation. And that burden is, and we've already made mention of, this invitation is only for those who've trusted Jesus and know Him in a personal way. See, that ought to cause a burden for us this morning. That if the Lord Jesus was to come nay... Some of your family members will be left behind. If the Lord Jesus was to come before this service is over, some of you will be left behind. We ought to be burdened for that. Because they're going to be left behind 
And then you go to Revelation, and this is what they're going to have to endure. They're going to have to endure plagues, diseases. All the water will become undrinkable. The Bible also tells us that the blood will run up to the horse's bridle. We do not, and I, I, I'm, you know, there's a lot of things I don't like, like the life behind. Please don't get your theology and your eschatology from that. I mean, they, they, I mean they, some of it is okay and some of it I'm disagree. Uh, what you need to get your uh, eschatology from is the Bible. And the Bible says that it's going to be horrific. Hollywood can't come up to how horrible this period that's called tribulation is going to be. Matter of fact, things are starting to set up even as we're speaking. I just heard uh, last week that there's a, a, a company, a corporation that already now has, and they can either have it placed in their hand or on their forehead. Maybe you've read that report as well. See, the Bible says that the mark of the beast will be either on the hand or the forehead. And if you don't have the mark of the beast, you will not be able to buy or sell. They're now offering it to their employees that all they have to do is be scanned and they can make purchases. I can go on and on. I'm telling you, you read the newspaper, you watch the TV news, you will see things are setting up. And they're setting up to where tribulation will come. But before that comes, we're going to be snatched out of here. Which means we're closer than you really realize. This invitation is an invitation that the Lord Jesus has given. And He says to come. He's going to take us out of here. We will not go through the tribulation period. Now, some of you say, Oh, Brother Mike, I think I'm going through tribulation right now. Oh, my dear friend. The Bible even says, He gives even more emphasis on this period. He calls it the great tribulation. Yes, we'll go through our trials and tribulations down here. That's not what we're talking about here. See, by the way, these trials and tribulations that we're going through here, we have hope for. We hope the Lord Jesus is going to help us through that. But this tribulation, the ones that are go through this tribulation, the great tribulation, they are going to go through a period of time where they have absolutely no hope. There's not a church they can call on now. There's not a pastor that they will find to be able to talk about what they need to do and, and, and about some counseling services there. See, that's all going to be gone. So the question for us is, are we really rapture ready? I dare say, we're not. Why do you say that? By the way we live. By the way we've been acting. The way we've not gone and been so winners like we're called to be. Because we really don't believe it could come now. But my dear friend... The Bible is quite clear 
that's exactly when he's going to come. And he's going to come like that. So we see we should have a burden. But also we understand there's a blessing in it. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of looking for it that one day we're going to be out of here. And when we get caught up together, we're going to have a reunion. Now, the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall go first. But we will go together. Now, I know sometimes I get a little silly and sometimes my spiritual imagination gets the best of me. But uh, go ahead and bear with me. I'm thinking about when that day takes place that as I'm going up, I happen to look over and there's my dad who's been gone for 20 years be going up with me. I look over at my grandparents and they've been gone even longer than that. And I look over there and I'm thinking, there's Mama Shelby. Some of you are going to be overlooking. There's your, maybe your mate, maybe your granddad or whatever. Will that not be a glorious experience? Because the Bible says that's exactly what's going to happen. The dead in Christ will rise first and those of us who are alive will be changed. That means we get our new bodies. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to my new body. <laughs> I worked in my yard just about all day yesterday. Well, about half the day. The other half I was talking to my neighbor. <laughs> but he, he, hey, I just need to be friendly. And, and I got in there, and I got, I got in, got in my shower, and I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm about whipped. I said this, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 63. I said, and man, I'm just tired. I can't do things like I used to do. But there's coming a day when I have no limitations on what I can do. Isn't that good? Now, some of you are not as happy as I am about this thing about being raptured up. Do you understand you will get a new body? Those of you who wanted to, uh, to lose a little weight and, and get that shape back again, you'll have your shape back again. Those of us who uh, are not uh, able to see quite well, uh, Brother John told me he got some new glasses and he says uh, uh, that he can't see out of them. I think I'm going to have to take them back. And I said, don't tell me about your eye problems. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got one of the top years, and uh, and and I'm, I, I listen. I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. I, there's times when I just lay in my bed and I'm thinking I'm going to be able to see 2020 one day. Some of you are not going to have to worry about your cholesterol levels. We're not going to have to worry about it. We're going to have our glorified bodies. Isn't that what the Bible says? The Bible says that we will be changed. Just like that. But not only that, we'll have that great reunion that we've talked about. My grandmoms, both of my grandmoms were godly women and they prayed for me and prayed over me. And I'm going to be able to see them one day. I've already made mention that I'm going to see my dad again. And I'm going to see my nephew who... Uh, it's just been gone just a little over a year now. And uh, isn't that going to be, we're going to have a reunion but you know what's even more exciting than that? We're going to see Jesus face to face as He is. 
and we will be with him forever. Choir, you all sing well. But y'all don't hold a candle to the choir that you're getting to join when we get there. Isn't that wonderful? Brother Glenn, he won't have a job. <laughs> I'm not going to have a job. Why? No need for preaching anymore. See, we're preaching now because there are lost people here today. We're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to let you know that God is going to be given an invitation, but this invitation He gives on this day is only for those who have trusted Him. That's the reason why we preach. Yes, we do preach to, to help you and to encourage you. But see, there won't be no more need for encouraging messages because you're going to be in a perfect place. The air conditioning is going to be right at the level you like it. Now, some of you ought to rejoice on that. Uh, some of you, it's going to be as warm as you want it. Some of you, the lighting is just going to be perfect. By the way, that the light will be the light that radiates from the throne. See, we won't have any complaining. <laughs> Praise God for that. Did you hear what I said? There will be no complaining because there's nothing to complain about. And here we need to understand, isn't that what the church is supposed to look like? A little bit of heaven? There will be love with no strings attached. Because see, down here, we have warped it. We, 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 we go and we say, I'll like you as long as, you uh, as long as you're doing what I like for you to do. There won't be none of that mess there. This is going to be a place where we'll be worshiping and praising for all eternity. And we'll be shouting praises. And we won't have our watches because time no longer matters at all. Those of you who are just so, uh, uh, you, you got, um, you know, OC. I mean, you're just like, you, 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 you got everything like, okay, I got 30 minutes here and you got 30 minutes here. And, and you got so, you're so organized. And there's nothing wrong with being organized. But you won't have to worry about none of that. Because time means absolutely nothing. Because it's eternity, folks. And we're going to be praising Him. This invitation is an invitation that is only for a few. For those who've trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Thought about this. Dr. R.G. Lee had a African. American uh, lady who was taking care of him when he was living in South Carolina. She took care of the chores around the house and whatnot. She was a believer. She told uh, Dr. Lee one day, she says, and they were talking about heaven, and she says, this old wagon, she says, this old wagon of mine is going to be traded in for a chariot of gold. 
one day. Folks, that's exactly what will take place. These old wagons will be changed into chariots of gold that will never, ever get old again. But this invitation is only for those who've trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Now, I'm not one to just throw things out there, but I believe with all of my being there's somebody here this morning that if the rapture were to take place, you'd be left behind. As soon as I walked in here this morning, I just felt... This is not a deep message. I understand that. We could go a lot more detailed, and I understand that. But I think you've got enough to understand that this invitation will come to fruition. It will be fulfilled. But even if He doesn't come today, and even if He doesn't come and we happen to die, we still go up. We either will go by the air or go by the way of the grave. We will go up and we'll be changed forevermore. You're here this morning. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I am pleading with you today because I believe with all my heart, time is getting closer. It's getting closer. Can you not see it? Even the secular world knows something's up. Now, they don't think about the rapture, but something's up. I'll tell you, something's up. And I believe, and this is not preacher talk. I believe with all my... He's sitting there at the right hand of the Father... And I believe he's on the edge of his chair and he's just looking. And could it be he's saying, today, today? You really believe that? I do. Because the word of God tells us, Jesus says, I come quickly. I come quickly. As in the days of Noah, I'm going to come quickly. And you're not ready. You're not ready. You know you're not ready. 